Hey everyone, this is Cameron at Door of Hope Northeast, and uh, we've got another John devotional for you today. This time, another one of Jesus' post-resurrection encounters, this time with Thomas. And we have a special guest today, uh, Josh White, lead pastor of Door of Hope Southeast. And so, uh, we're excited to have Josh here with us, working through John, and yeah, I'm going to turn it over to him. Here we go. Well, hello, Door of Hope Northeast. This is Josh. It's uh, so good to be able to do this podcast for you. I've been asked to speak to John chapter 20, verses 24 through 29. And I'm just going to read these verses, and then we'll examine what John is trying to say and what this story tells us. It says, Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. I want to just begin by posing the question of what do you think of when you think of doubt? Now, we all struggle with doubt, and but there is different facets to that doubt. There are some who doubt that Jesus is there or that God is real. These moments of despair of what if everything that I have believed is not true? There are other doubts, though, that can step in that have left to do about whether or not God is there, but whether or not he actually loves you, whether or not you're really saved. And I think that actually both of these things are connected and often arise in times of great stress when life is not going as we think it ought to. Uh, and these feelings can rise with a vengeance. And I think it's important for us to ask the question, is scripture essentially saying here that it is wrong to doubt? And I don't believe that it is. I think that often Thomas gets a bad rap when in actuality, I think that Thomas gives us a pattern of how we ought to be, which is, it's not a question of, will I ever doubt that God is real or doubt that I am saved. The question is, is what do you do with that doubt? And I think that what Thomas does is he speaks it out. In fact, he's willing to actually say what I believe the other disciples were also feeling. I, I like what Christian Wyman in his beautiful um, book, uh, My Bright Abyss, which is sort of a memoir about his conversion to Christianity at the same in the same period of his life when he discovers that he has cancer and he has just fallen in love and gotten married. And he said about his life before he had come to faith that, that he wasn't actually doubting God's presence because he was so uh, suppressing 
the longing for faith that he didn't think about it at all. And this is his, his direct quote from this book, and I think it's really profound. He says, For if grace woke to me God's presence in the world and in my heart, it also woke to me his absence. I love that. When I became aware of God's presence in my life and in the world, it also created in me an awareness of when it felt like he wasn't there. He goes on to say, I never truly felt the pain of unbelief until I began to believe. Now, there's a beautiful passage that speaks to this very reality. When you have the father of the child who comes to Jesus and asks him to cast the demon out of him. And it's in Mark chapter 9, verses 23 and 24. And Jesus says to this father, he says, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Immediately Jesus casts the demon out of the child. And what I think is so beautiful about this particular story is it actually gives us really the most honest prayer found in scripture. I, if you've heard me teach for any amount of time, you've often heard me say that the most honest prayer we can pray is, I believe, help my unbelief. Because as long as we live in a fallen world and fallen bodies, and we live in an extremely materialistic age and where everything is driven by what we can touch and see and experience with our senses, and yet we're called to believe in a God who is spirit, who no man has seen at any time. And this is why God came in the form of his son, the God-man, Jesus. For it says that if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. But even for us on this side of Calvary, on this side of Pentecost, Jesus has ascended to the right hand of the Father. And he said he's going away. But he says, you know, it's okay because I'm going to send to you another helper, the Spirit of Truth. And that Spirit, the Holy Spirit, comes to dwell within us. But there's there's something fundamentally uh, challenging at times about the role or the activity of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And that is, is that we've all experienced it. We've had those moments where we sense God's presence in our lives. We can feel him close to us. We feel the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. But then we have those seasons where we're like, is the spirit within me? And is Jesus real? Or am I really saved? Or am I just trying to comfort the fear of the inevitable reality that we all will face, which is death? But the fact is, is that the Spirit's activity in our lives is, is one of guidance and uh, is one of marking us as children of God. It's a, he is a, a deposit on what is to come, which is an eternity with Christ, that God is already in us. Paul said, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. He means by the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But it's possible, I believe, to suppress the activity or our sense to the Spirit. And one of the things that can create doubt is not just like a stressful situation like COVID, but one of the things that can create doubt is just our not giving time to the relationship that we are called to invest in as children of God. Yes, God did the intervening and we did the sinning, but once we have been born again, we have been made a new creation. And as new creation, we are given the capacity to enter boldly, we are told, into the throne room of grace. But just like any relationship, 
how many marriages fall apart because people begin to doubt the reality of that relationship. A relationship cannot be sustained from purely one direction. Jesus is invited us into relationship with himself. He has saved us, but that salvation brings freedom, and the freedom is a responsibility to daily surrender to God's presence, to pray that he would give us the eyes to see, for believing is seeing from the perspective of the New Testament. And so when Thomas says, I will not believe until I put my hands um, uh, upon where his nails were and put, and put my hands into his side, think about this. Would you believe it if the person that you loved more than anyone in the world, you were told that they actually weren't dead after you saw them dead, uh, that they were walking around and talking to people? You would want to believe it. And I think that what Thomas is willing to speak out is is the is the longing of the human heart. And we are called to seek um, for God and we will find him. Ask and seek. And Thomas asks and he seeks and he finds. What Jesus goes on to say is when what's going to be the real blessing are those that have not seen. They haven't seen the things that you guys have seen. They haven't walked with me on this earth but they will see me by believing in me because I will send my spirit to be with them. And so remember, this conversation is, is happening between Calvary and Pentecost. Pentecost changed the way that we are able to interact with God. We think that they had the privilege of actually seeing Jesus in the flesh, but the greater privilege, in my opinion, comes after Pentecost when they receive the very spirit of Jesus into their bodies, where they become the temple of God. And this is what we have to understand is that if we don't give time to our relationship with Christ, it's not going to be surprising if we begin to feel like he's not really there. But I think even beyond that, it is an, I think that there is, there are moments where God puts us purposefully into the shade of his hand. I think that many Christians think that the, the Christian life should be this continual emotional experience of God's, you know, rapturous presence. But the fact of the matter is, is that even for the disciples, the Mount of Transfiguration only happened once. There were several events that were these kind of pinnacle moments of unbelievable realization of who Jesus is. I'm sure at Transfiguration, I'm sure after they saw him at the resurrection, and then I believe again at the ascension, these are miraculous, I'm awe-inspiring events, miraculous events. But most of their lives were lived in the valley where they had to continue like everyone else to walk by faith. And I think that this is the thing that actually helps us move beyond those that living in a perpetual sense of doubt, um, but believing in that believing will occasionally be permeated by um, moments of doubt. And that is normal. It's normal to doubt ourselves. It's normal to doubt um, our, our family, our friends. It's normal to have moments of doubt um, even in our God because we are broken people in the image of God uh, is in us, but it is flawed. And we thank God that if anyone be in Christ, he or she is a new creation. I like what um, William James, the uh, philosopher, 
pragmatic philosopher uh, wrote, uh, and he said that our inner lives are fluid and restless and always in transition. And that reality uh, often creates those those moments, those movements of doubt, uh, or those those movements of isolation, despair, loneliness. Uh, the poet Fanny Howe wrote, you may be lonely, but you're not empty. And I think that, that that is true. You may be doubting God's presence, but it actually doesn't change the fact that he's closer to you than you are to your own thoughts. And so I want to just close with this really powerful uh, quote, um, book I'm reading right now uh, by this German author from the 1920s, his name is Gardini, uh, Romano Gardini, and the book is called The Lord. And he says, everything in life is uncertain. The moment we demand more than mere probabilities, we are forced to admit that everything is questionable. People, things, works, knowledge. If we ask, does anything really possess an ultimate divine guarantee? The reply is yes. Yes, one thing does possess. Is that guarantee the love of Jesus? It alone breathes such eternal purity that the slightest doubt is equivalent to attack. Where, what are the effects of his, this divine disposition? And what he is saying is, listen, the one thing that we can grab a hold of is this beautiful reality of Jesus's eternal love for us. And so I just encourage you, Lord, when you feel a sense of doubt in Jesus, just bring it to his feet. The only safe place to bring it is to him. Confess it to one another. Speak it out so that it can be released because often Jesus shows up in those moments of real confession. He often speaks to us and makes himself known in those moments where we are in community. And I think that this is a time where people probably feel a lot of doubt because we're very isolated and we have found ourselves in hiding. Listen, it's God who says, where are you? And it's God who is seeking us before we even thought to seek him. And so may you know uh, that it is not wrong to doubt, but it is wrong to bury it, to deny it, to not confess it, to not release it, and allow Jesus, by the power of his Spirit, to cleanse us, renew us, comfort us, commune with us. May you enter into the worship of this divine disposition that is Jesus Christ's love in and through us. Love you guys so much.